caution and just not have elevate tonight. Uh, worship at home with your with your family. There is a baby shower today at two. Hey, hey, stand up and hold that little baby up there, you know. And it's a big child. This hey, he was born four weeks early. And he weighed nearly eight pounds four weeks early. Aren't we glad he came four weeks early? <laughs> He's a handsome little fella. Don't you know those three older sisters are going to spoil him rotten? He probably is going to have to learn to walk until he's five years old. <laughs> and and uh, doesn't have to lie. I mean, just, just ask Jared. He, he knows. He had older ones that he didn't have to walk or talk or anything that they got in kindergarten. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we'll have a baby shower at two. If you've already brought your present, that's fine. Just bring a pack of diapers and come on and have fun. Uh, also, there's a uh, bring your gently used uniforms or new ones for the uniform giveaway. Uniform giveaway is going to be uh, July the 23rd from 5 to 7 at the farmer's market. So we need a bunch of uniforms and stuff to help these families out. Another thing, I've had uh, a few people ask me, uh, and that's a good question to have, be asked. You know, say, you guys never receive an offering. <laughs> Where do we give our offering at? So uh, would you put that up on the screen on how to give? Just for people who have asked, I'll, I'll do this. Um, we just trust God to provide. And, you know, people know, you know, God move on your heart to give, whatever. There, we have three different, three or four different ways you can give. You can pick up one of these envelopes, and uh, you can put it in here in this container. here. There's a receptacle by the doors, those little boxes by the doors. You can just drop them in there. Uh, in fact, we made it where you can take these home if you want to. Take this envelope home when you're writing out your bills. Just write it out and mail it in, you know. I just didn't have to worry about that thing. Also, we have a text-to-give number. I like to, I pay all my bills online. Anybody else do that? So there's a text to give number up there. You just text any amount to that number up there. And the first time you go on there, it'll ask you for your uh, credit card or debit card or whatever amount. And you just fill out one time. And if men on, you can just, you know, do text to give. Got any questions about that? Just catch me sometime when, when, you, can, when you can catch me. And, and uh, I'll help you with it. Anyway, amen, everybody. Hey, guess what we had go on last this week? Anybody know what we happened go on this week? Did you didn't notice some kids were missing out of your house? <laughs> we had a good group of kids went to camp and had a just wonderful time, and you know they they had water down there from the state. It was hot down there, wasn't it? It was hot. Just think how hot it was here, and that's further south. And it was hot, man. They were sweating. But they had to get, we made them take a shower. <laughs> anyway, come on, uh, Pastor Monica, and bring the kids up here and let them tell about camp. Give these good kids a hand. Give them, these are wonderful kids. Come on. Okay, kids that went to camp, come on up. First of all, I want to say I love these kids. As being the children's pastor, I get the privilege to spend a lot of time with them, but camp is just different because we get to let loose, act crazy, and nobody's gonna tell on us. So please don't ask me if your kids had junk food or ate too much or anything because our lips are sealed. But this year we took a lot of new young kids and I just wanna brag on them they were so good, and I want to brag on Nathan and Zeke and Braden and Sophie and Aubrey. 
they kind of took these kids under their wings and Ashley and Adriana. And I'm just so excited for y'all to get to hear what the Lord has done. And some of y'all are asking about lost stuff. Let me know when you go to camp, you either lose stuff or leave stuff. If you want the, just ask me. I got the 401 on that. Thank you to my sister who made a flying trip to Alexandra because, yes, I left some luggage here. <laughs> so let's get started. Okay, Ashley, what was your favorite thing about camp? Um, everything. I don't really have a favorite thing. Okay. Um, what, what, I mean, during the service, what was happening in your life? Did you feel a call to the ministry? Did you, I mean, just tell them about what God spoke to you during the service. Well, like, God called me to help homeless people, like, to build them a home and stuff. Very good. She was called to the mission field to help the homeless. Praise God. Adriana, what was your favorite part of camp? Learning about Jesus. Good. And, did, I mean, tell them something about the service that really affected your heart. To help the grace closet and people in need. I'm just telling you, these kids have a call for missions, and missions starts right here at home. Eliza was one of our newbies, as we call it, and she just touched our heart because she just was on her own. She just didn't care. She was finding friends everywhere. Eliza, what was your favorite part about camp? Swimming. Swimming. Swimming? She did love to swim. And did, what did you enjoy about the services? <laughs> She's acting a little shy, it's okay. Blaine was one of our youngest boys that come, and Blaine, had, he was full of energy, and he loved the concession stand. Blaine, what was your favorite part about camp? Swimming all day. Swimming. And what did the Lord, did the Lord talk to you during the services? Okay. Okay, let's go down this way so I can get, there you go, so I can get right here. Nathan, I just want to brag, he touched my heart because I never had to worry about Blaine with these boys. They just took so good care of him. But Nathan kind of was like the father of the, fa the group, and Aubrey was the mother. <laughs> and so, like, if me and Brittany and JB were doing our job that we had to do, we didn't have to worry because they had little mom and little daddy out there with them. <laughs> Nathan, what was your favorite part about camp? Swimming. Swimming. And what about during the services? Did God really speak to you? Yes. Anything, anything you want to tell people? <laughs> They're acting so shy. Okay. Uh, Blaine needs to say something about him getting built a tire. Okay. Yeah, um, they, put, they built a tire around Blaine, the boys and all them, and Blaine broke out, and that was so fun for them to see. I want to brag on Zeke. Zeke went last year and this year, and I saw a growth in his walk with Jesus. And as a children's pastor, it means so much to me that you can see the growth in just a year. 
Zeke, what was your favorite part about camp? Learning about Jesus and Gaga Ball. Gaga Ball was fun. And did, were you called to any specific thing during the services or just your walk with God got closer? Both. <laughs> yeah. Brayden, what was your favorite part about camp? Definitely swimming. It was hot, y'all. Um, during the services, Brayden, what was your favorite part during the services? Um, mostly the songs. Yeah, there were some good songs. Okay, another one of our new bees, as we call them, was Miss Addison. And Miss Addison was full of joy and laughter. Addison, what was your favorite part about camp? Learning about God and having freedom time. Oh, and during the services, did you enjoy, what was your favorite part about the service? Having fun. Yes, we had a lot of fun. And our next new girl was Piper, and Piper was like, she was Piper. She liked to hide from us. We thought we had lost her, and all of a sudden she popped up underneath the bed. Piper, what was your favorite part about the service? Dancing. Dancing? Yes, we got to dance, and it was fun. Um, what about during the services? Um, did you enjoy iced tea or puddles? Iced tea was the funniest. Tell the congregation who Ice-T was? Ice-T was an alligator. He was an alligator. His name was Ice-T. Um, so I just want to say that we had such fun. And we thank you for those that bought in the calendar that donated money, that baked food, that bought food. But um, is there anything else y'all want to say? They have a chant that they learn, and I'm going to let one of our girls say it. And it just kind of demonstrated the love. And in case you didn't know what our team's colors were, we're blue team. We're the Mighty Blues, so here we go. How much for those t-shirts? We don't need no money because salvation is free. The Lord died for you and he died for me. If you're blue, when you're blue at kids camp, you know you are ferocious. Super coloristic, six fialidocious. Praise God. Thank y'all. Come on, give these kids another hand as they go down. <laughs> also give the sponsors and counselors a hand. <laughs> I've been to camp several times. It's a tough job. <laughs> But the kids do have a blast. They do have a good time. Uh, we, and, you know, what happens at camp stay, stays at camp because we, we had one guy went down there that 
left in a set of clothes and he came home in the same set of clothes. <laughs> don't ask me what happened, but you know, we don't, there's, there's kind of not a lot of rules down at camp. <laughs> so we just let, they're there to have a great time with, with, with kids their age, worshiping the Lord and, and learning about Jesus. And it's a good experience. Camp is one of the uh, best missionaries, evangelists we have. The campground. There's been more salvations and Holy Spirit baptisms there. People called into ministry. People called into missions at camp. You know, I, when when I was younger, I had wonderful experiences at camp. Camp was good for my kids. My kids went to camp every every chance they got, and they worked at camp until they got too old and they said, "Don't come back." <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, they lived down there. My daughter lived at camp for <clears throat> the whole summer. When she was 16 years old, she just stayed down there the whole summer. So, you know, it's, uh, I love the campground. Uh, I, I give to the campground, so it's just it's a wonderful thing that the Assemblies of God in Louisiana have. And uh, I support it wholeheartedly, 100%. Those of you that gave to sponsor kids to camp, thank you. You don't know how much you have impacted their life. Only eternity will know. I think of that song that uh, Ray Bolt sang, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. I was alive to be changed. You won't know until you get to heaven a lot of times how many lives that you have changed because of what you've done and what you've given. But we thank you. Give yourself a hand. <coughs> so my voice is not really good. I've been outside in the heat trying to keep a pool from turning green. Any suggestions, I'm welcome to hear. It's just poof, whatever. Uh, but uh, Pastor JB called me yesterday or texted me yesterday morning and said, can you step in? And said, I, I think I'm not going to be there. And I said, okay, uh, I'll be there. And so here, you got me this morning again. So uh, I want to talk for just a few minutes this morning. I'm, I'm not going to be long. Of course, that means absolutely nothing. I'm not going to be long, but um, Jerry, my stuff's still on there. There you go. Thank you. Uh, just on, on the prayer of Jesus. The prayer of Jesus. Before we get started, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. And Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the privilege to come to your house, to study your word together, to fellowship with fellow believers. Father, we just thank you for everyone that's here. I ask you to bless them. Give them a special blessing. Father, we ask you, the Holy Spirit, to come into this place, take control of the service, flow through here like a mighty river, touch each and every heart in life. Give us ears to hear, uh, mind to comp- uh, heart to receive, and a mind to comprehend what you have for us today. Let the preacher come, let the teacher come. Help me to say what you'd have me to say. That and nothing more. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody said amen. amen. Now if you say amen a lot, I'll hurry up. Thank you. <laughs> I just wonder if you're awake, punch your neighbor, make sure they're awake. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, the prayer of Jesus. In it, his, his disciples asked him. And, and most of us have learned this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, we call it. They ask him, uh, in, in Luke 11, 1 says, Lord, teach us now to pray. Uh, the, the disciples asked the Lord. Uh, of course, uh, Jesus prayed. He prayed to the Father, and he prayed with his disciples. And if, if you read in the, in the Gospels there, it talks about when he prayed for his disciples. And that's a pretty awesome thing, to have Jesus pray for you, right? Wake up, right, right. All right, stay with me. Uh, and and there's some things about prayer that we want to talk about this morning. It's important to pray. I mean, if Jesus had to take time to go out into the wilderness and pray, and if Jesus took time to, to pray, how much more important it is that we pray? 
Are you with me this morning? Okay. Matthew 6, says, 6 verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The secret to prayer is secret prayer. I'm going to say that again. The secret to prayer is secret prayer. Prayer in itself is its own reward, being able to communicate with, with God. I mean, the almighty creator of the universe, he made everything in the beginning. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing started in the beginning. We don't know when that was. It could have been trillions and billions and a hundred millions of years ago. But in the beginning, God created everything. So we can communicate with this almighty God, the creator of the universe, creator of everything. Just think about that. You know, we... Probably none of us in here, I don't know, maybe some of you could, probably none of us in here could call and talk to the president. Not that any of us would want to. I mean. (laughs) But, I mean, we we couldn't talk to, we we couldn't call and talk to Putin or whoever he is over there. But we can communicate with Almighty God, who is the creator of the universe. Just think about what a privilege that is. Prayer in itself is its own reward. Another statement I want to make here, prayer does not simply maintain the Christian life. It is the Christian life. Now think about that. Prayer doesn't maintain the Christian life. It is the Christian life. Without prayer, are you really a Christian? I got one amen. (laughs) You know, that's the Christian life. Prayer. I mean, you read, Apostle Paul said, uh, pray continuously. He said, how do I pray continuously? You know, i got to do stuff. Man, you can keep this running conversation going on. In everything, give thanks. Pray continuously. Keep this running conversation with God going on. I, I, I've done that since I was a child, and I thought everybody did. Uh, you just, you're all the time thinking on a communication with God. Of course, I usually have three or four trains of thoughts going through my head at the same time, and sometimes it's a big train wreck. But, you know, I, you just have this communication going on. I remember when I worked um, in, in the garment industry, I was a maintenance supervisor and was responsible for maintaining these sewing machines so these women could make money. They got paid piecework to feed their kids, a lot of single moms. And so it was a lot of responsibility to make sure we kept those machines running. Some of them had no service manuals. <laughs> you guys know what a service manual is. <laughs> and so you just had to figure it out as you go. So I'd go to this machine with my little tube belt, and I'd sit down there and say, okay, God, it's me and you. How are we going to fix this thing? You know, it's just a running conversation you have. With God. And, and, and you just get that knowledge. When you, when you communicate with God, it's, it's, it's a communication. It's a two-way thing. He talks to you. You talk to him. You know, prayer is the Christian life. That's another Amen. <laughs> So, there's some principles of communication through prayer. We call it the facts. You can go ahead and put that next slide up there. The facts of prayer. There you go. The facts of prayer. Let's, let's talk about these real quick and then, oh, i got to hurry. Uh, faith. John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Faith is a big part of prayer. So, well, I don't have any faith. You don't have any faith. Did you go out, wake up this morning and go over to the wall and swip, flip the switch on, you know? You had faith that you was going to have light. Man, you got faith. You go get in your car and drive down 371 at 80 miles an hour, well, 55 miles an hour, 
And, and you got a lot of... <laughs> You got a lot of faith that that car coming at you at 80 miles an hour is going to stay on his side of the yellow line. That's a lot of faith. You got faith. You got faith. So when you pray, pray with faith. It says, whatever you wish, and it will be given to you when you pray with faith. Yeah, you got faith. And all it takes is this much faith. You ever seen the size of a mustard seed? It's about like the head of a pen. But when you plant that thing, it makes a tree when it grows. In one year, it grows up big. It's huge. That's faith, and you have that faith. Adoration. Adoration is another fact of prayer. Adoration. Psalm 95, 6 said, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We adore our shepherd. The sheep adore their shepherd. I don't know if you've ever been in a country where they have a lot of sheep, but uh, we, I, I was privileged to travel and, and, and uh, I, with, with the company I worked for. We went to Wales, and it was in January, and the grass was green and growing. Isn't that strange? They had winter grass over there, and the sheep were there. It was just funny to see white, fluffy sheep in green grass with it snowing. It just, just boggled this south. <laughs> southern person snow on green grass anyway uh the uh, my my belgian colleague said oh look cheeps <laughs> and so from then on we released them but you could see when when that shepherd would come out there the, the the shepherd would come out among the sheep here they all run to the shepherd here they all come to him and would follow wherever he went because the sheep adored their shepherd as christians our great shepherd is Jesus Christ, and we have adoration for our shepherd. That's one of the facts of prayer. We adore him, so we want to uh, communicate with him. Does that make sense this morning? Are you with me? Another fact there is confession. Confession. First John 1 John 1.9 says, and you can quote this. You probably learned it in children's church. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In, in prayer, one of the facts of prayer is that that's where we confess. We don't have to go to the cathedral and sit in that little box and open the little shade and confess to some man. We confess to God Almighty in prayer. We confess our sins. And guess what? He doesn't have to absolve us, and then we don't have to go say 10 Our Fathers and, and 16 or 45 Hail Marys. He absolves us of our sin right then. He forgives us because he's faithful and he's just. And we confess to him in prayer. Guess what? If we confess with an honest heart and a sincere heart, he's faithful and just and forgives us right then. We don't have to worry about it anymore. No guilt. Therefore, there is no, no condemnation because we have been forgiven, right? So we don't have to feel guilty. You know, guilt is from devil. Did you know that? If you feel guilty, that's from Satan. That's not from God. Satan makes you feel guilty. The Holy Spirit uh, makes you feel a, a, a little bit of uh, condemnation, or you know, it makes you feel. And then you, but guilt is from Satan, you know. So don't feel guilty. Just say, "God, forgive me," and you're done. Yeah. Okay. Another fact is Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving. Psalms 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. When you come into church, come in with thanksgiving and praise. That's when we start the service off with, with uh, worship because we want to enter his house with prayer and, we, and with thanksgiving on our lips. First Thessalonians 5, 16 says, be joyful always. Pray continually. There's that pray continually thing. Uh, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. Are, are we to give thanks? How do we give thanks when bad things happen? It says give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks for the circumstances. It says give thanks in those circumstances. So when we give thanks in all things, we're not giving thanks for the things that are happening to us. <clears throat> I don't give thanks because my oven quit. I give thanks in spite of the fact that my oven quit. I can just set the cake outside and it'll bake in the sun right now, you know, whatever. <laughs> thanksgiving. We need to give thanksgiving in our prayer. Supplication. What is that? Supplication. That's one of them churchy words, supplication, you know. First uh, John 5, 14 said, This is the confidence we have in approaching God that is, was, ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. That's a fancy way of saying when you approach God in the will of God and you ask him for that, you can have confidence in knowing that you're going to have what he asked for. It's just like when your grand, well, maybe not your kids, but when your grandkids comes and ask you for ice cream, what you going to get? Bingo. Yeah, I was at the Walmart yesterday and I was with my granddaughter and I bought her something I was trying to get it in my car well you know Mustangs are fun to drive but they don't have any trunk space you can only put one body in there you know <laughs> so, and so this guy came and was helping me get it in the back seat you know it's a, a big package and so he got a big he, he said I'm just over here waiting on my wife and my grandkids I said yep I said this we're here for them grandkids whatever them grandkids want them grandkids what you get and he said you got that right you know but that's the way God is you know, when, when you ask in, in his will, whatever you ask of him, you have faith. And you approach him, and you know that when you ask, you're going to get it. Just have faith and confidence that he's going to get you. He's going to give you. It's his will to bless his children. And there's a scripture in Psalms, and I, right now, it's case for mine. It just came to me. It says that he will chase you down to give you blessings. He said God will chase you down to bless you. You know, I preached that sermon one time. Maybe I'll do it again sometime. He will chase you down to give you blessings. So, you know, stop and turn around and catch them. <laughs> when you have, when you pray, have faith that he will bless you. So, we started at the beginning where the disciples were asking the master to teach them to pray. And so, he gave a pattern for us to pray. Is it wrong to pray the Lord's Prayer? No, it's not wrong to recite the Lord's Prayer. That's good. That's okay. We don't have to, but it was given to us as a pattern for us to pray. And so let's just look at that pattern a minute. Go ahead and put that slide up of the, the first part. There you go. Uh, the, it's a pattern in two parts. The first part of the Lord's Prayer is focused on God's glory. It focuses on God's glory. It says, Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is focusing on God and his glory and his glory. And, and we, we worship a glorious God. We talked about, we sang this morning, how great is our God. We serve a great God. We serve the one and only mighty real God. 
You know, there's, there's people that worship other gods, <laughs> but they're not real gods. We have the one and only real God, our Father in heaven. And, and that's how when we start to pray, we should pray in this pattern. The first part of our prayer should acknowledge, prayer should acknowledge Almighty God and, and how hallowed and how holy his name is, you know. Uh, you'll hear a lot of people uh, start their prayer with our Heavenly Father, our Father. You know, and we're acknowledging that he is God Almighty and he is our father over all. And, and, and that he is, his name is to be hallowed. Of course, you heard the story about the little boy that was talking about uh, he knew what God's name was. And, and you know what God's name is. Yes, his name is Harold. Harold, yeah, we pray it every Sunday morning. Our Father in heaven, Harold be your name. <laughs> Our kids great, <laughs> but you talk. You, we acknowledge the awesomeness of God and, and, and that He is God Almighty and, and that He is he is, is the Father over all, and, and He's in control. And then then we talk about His glory. And when we say Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we want we want whatever His will is in heaven and whatever however His kingdom is in heaven to be here on earth as well. Does it make sense? You know, we, we want our, the glory of God to surround us and us to walk and to live in that glory of God. And so when we start our prayers, we start our prayer with something like this, acknowledging that God is our Father and his name is holy and he's to be praised and said, you know, not your will but mine be done. Uh, Jesus Christ prayed that himself. Not your will but, uh, not my will but thine be done. You know, and that's, and that's, we should pray that. Then the second part of the prayer, uh, the second part, it says, uh, give us this day, it's, it's focused on our needs as individuals and, and as families. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And give us this day our bread. That means that we can ask God for just the things we need. You know, give us this day our daily bread. It didn't say give us this day our two weeks away from now bread. Give us what we need right now. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us as we forgive others. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a hook there. Forgive us as we forgive others. How do you forgive others? Forgive others how you want to be forgiven, right? And forgiveness. Man, that's hard sometimes. I, I really... <laughs> I read, it just came to my mind. The mind's a weird thing. I mean, it must, it must be done away with. Uh, I read something on Facebook the other day. It said, sometimes you have to hug your enemies just so you know how big to dig the hole in your backyard. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's hard to forgive people. Especially if they mess with one of your grandkids. Mm. I'll shoot them in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, I'm just human, you know. I have, to, I have to get control of myself a lot of times. I'm better than I used to be, aren't I? <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to forgive. And we just have to make ourselves do it. And, and I resolved years ago that, that if I had an issue with a certain problem, uh, a person 
or personality conflict or if they had wronged me or I just, <clears throat> some people just get under your skin. Hey, I'm human. Some people just get under my skin. <clears throat> and I just sing punch them in the throat as look at them. But, you know, you have to get in control of that. I resolved years ago that when, if I had an issue with someone or a problem with someone, oh, i got to hurry up, uh, an issue with someone or a problem with someone, I would make myself be nice to that person. You know, you make your kids be nice to people. Make yourself be nice to people. And I, I see some of you thinking right now, hey, she's nice to me. What's the problem here? <laughs> well, I'm nice to people generally, but I, I make myself go overboard to be nice to the person. I mean, you know, take us some cookies or buy them lunch or do something, you know, write them a note. And, you know, that has helped me resolve a lot of conflicts with people over the years. Being overly nice to someone that you have a personality conflict with works. It works, I'm telling you. I've made a couple of good friends because of being overly, it don't work all the time, but at least you feel better about it. <laughs> and then once you've thrown the ball in their court, the ball's in their court, and if they don't be nice back, that's okay. You've been nice to them. Forgiving people is hard sometimes, but it, it's, you have to forgive to be forgiven. And, and then it says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It, it, that simply means help us walk the straight and narrow. Help me, God, every day that, to lead my feet down the right path, you know. And, and one of the ways you can do that is what does the Bible say about it, the God's word? There's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if you're reading the word of God, that helps us to walk the straight and narrow. And then you ask him to, to, to lead us not into temptation. But that means you have to follow the leader. <laughs> it, it's, it, <laughs> if you don't follow the leader, you're going to fall off the cliff. <laughs> you know? So lead us not, but deliver us from the evil one. Who's the evil one? Yeah, we, we were talking about in uh, class this morning, can, uh, can uh, Satan read your mind? No, he can't, but he can sure give you some suggestions. <laughs> And he sure watch your reactions and know what buttons to push. So you need to follow the leader, our shepherd, and let him lead you not into temptation, but deliver you from the evil one. So, and and then the the, the final part of that is acknowledging um, uh, God, Father God again. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In, in other words, he's saying, it don't matter what I do, you're still God overall. It don't matter what anybody else does, you're still God overall. Doesn't matter what Washington D says, your DC does, you're still God overall, right? Sometimes you wish that he would just strike them like he did Sodom and Gomorrah, but you know, hey, that's coming eventually. <laughs> He's still God overall. And that's not that's our prayer. So uh I don't have time to finish this up, but we'll we'll get real fast. There's some things here. Go deeper with God in your prayer life. And there's some things you can do besides the things I mentioned and learning the facts and so forth. Is, is number one, make the paradigm shift. You know what a paradigm is? It's not two 10-cent pieces. It's a, a paradigms, uh, okay, whatever. Uh, make the paradigm shift. You know, some, some of y'all later are going to get that and just laugh. Uh, probably down at Shavos. Uh, make the paradigm shift. Stop seeing prayer as merely a means of obtaining your request but start seeing prayer as a means of enjoying the riches of a deeper relationship with God. In other words, learn the facts on prayer. I got them right here if you want a copy. Learn the facts on prayer. It's not just a means of asking God for things. It's a means of enjoying a relationship with him. 
You know, if you didn't ever talk to your spouse, would you have a relationship? Somebody would say, yeah, probably better wouldn't. But whatever. Uh, I'm being ugly today. Y'all had to whoop me. Uh, no. You need to have that conversation so that you have a relationship. And, and, and make the paradigm. Prayer is not just so you can ask for your needs. It's so you can worship the Lord and, and have a conversation with him about things. Uh, number two, confess your sins daily. Uh, every prayer, uh, you know, will bounce right off the ceiling if you don't have forgiveness in your heart. And, and so if there's unforgiveness in your heart, you need to get rid of that unforgiveness. So confess your sins daily. You say, what if I didn't sin today? Well, okay, you didn't sin. That's fine. Still talk to God. You know, people say, can you go without sinning a whole day? You can go a long time without sinning. You know, Brother Paul said, uh, uh, where, sin ab- where sin abound, grace does much more abound. What then? Should we keep on sinning? He said, oh, Lord, no, heaven forbid. Don't keep on sinning just so you can get more grace. Do your best to not sin, you know. Or can we do that? Yes, with God's help, we can go without sinning. Or, or am I preaching sinless perfection? No, I'm not because we're all going to mess up. We're human, and sometimes we let that. You remember those cartoons where you had a little angel on one shoulder and a little devil on the other shoulder? Sometimes we listen to this little imp and, you know, follow him right off the cliff. So, but you confess your sins daily so that God will hear your prayers, you know. Uh, get into the Bible. God's will is revealed through his word. And so the only way you can know what his will is is to know his word. I hear people say, how do you know God's will? I said, have you read the Bible? Yeah, but how do I know God's will? Read the Bible. <laughs> That's his will. Read the Bible. The more we meditate upon God's word, the clearer his voice will be as we daily communicate with him in prayer. The more you know about God by reading his word, the easier it is to communicate with him and understand him. Does that make sense? Get into your word. Read the word. Uh, you know, the love of the word is a sign of a good Christian. If you love God's word, if you love his, you know, the, the psalmist David said, I love his word. I love his law. He loved to read the word. And so we need to read the word. I'm hurrying. I know. Number four, discover your secret place. The secret to prayer is secret prayer. So discover your pray. You know, your, your public uh, presence is a direct reflection on your private prayer life. Your public presence, who you are in public, is a direct reflection on your private prayer life. You know, if you spend time in a secret place listening, as much as you do talking, uh, then you will exude peace in the midst of life storms. You can have peace in the middle of the storm. If you don't, you're going to be a poster child for nervous Nelly, you know, uh, rather than Christianity. Anybody ever see um, the, the War Room, the movie The War Room? It's worth seeing. This, this woman had her closet set up where she would go to war in that closet, in that prayer closet. And that's a good thing. Have a place that you can go and pray by yourself undisturbed. I know it's hard to do with small children because you can't even go to the bathroom without the kids following you in there. And if you got a dog or a cat, those two. <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is. They follow the mama around. But find a place where you can pray and, and put, put a list up there, the things that you're praying for, and what God answered those things, cross them off and say, yay, you know. And, and go to war in prayer every day because, let me tell you, any battle that you fight is first fought on your knees. Any battle that you're fighting 
it's first fall on your knees. And so if you're, if, if you're prayed up, you, 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 you're ready, even if you don't have time to get prayed up, you know. So uh, uh, discover your secret praise to prayer. And number five, make prayer a priority. Um, wisdom is the application of knowledge. Just because you have knowledge and you don't apply it, and you can still be dumb as a sack of hammers, you know, because you don't apply it in your daily life. You know somebody like that is real smart, book knowledge, but dumb as a sack of hammers when it comes to applying? You can nod. Everybody knows somebody like that. <laughs> Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Um, Matthew seven twenty four says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice or applies them is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. If you faithfully practice a new discipline for 21 days, it may well stay with you the rest of your life. Practice your secret prayer for 21 days, and it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll leave with this. I mean, the mind's a dangerous thing. I think of stuff all the time. It said, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing it not to put it in a fruit salad. And philosophy is wondering if ketchup is a smoothie. <laughs> Just because you have knowledge doesn't mean that you're wise if you don't put it into practice. Now you know, you've, you've got the knowledge about how to go deeper with God, about praying and prayer, and that prayer is important, and the secret to prayer is secret prayer. Be, be wise and put it into practice. You know, as a Christian, we should pray daily. We should get in our word daily. And we should go deeper with God and all that. Amen. Uh, this was this was not not a fire and brimstone message this morning, but just something to try to help everybody. You know, I'm here to try to help people out. Is that okay? Well, well let's let's stand and be dismissed this morning. Remember, we will not have uh, elevate tonight, but we will be here Wednesday night back with our classes. We got family. What's it called? Marriage and family. You got something on on finances. We got a, a deep Bible study. So be here Wednesday night. If you missed out on it, you missed out on it. You need to be here on Wednesday night, seven o'clock. Okay, uh, have fun with it. Don't forget the shower day at two. Let's, let's pray. Everybody pray that we can use this knowledge we have. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the time to get together to hear your word. I thank you for the privilege that we still have in this United States that we could come together freely without fear of, of reprisal to, to worship you in our own way and, and to lift the name of Jesus. Bless each and every one that's here. Help us to go deeper with you, God. Help us to apply that knowledge and, and, and practice in 